Welcome to the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Your source for the latest on baseball, football, and whatever else he feels like talking about. Get ready. Here is your host, Jesse. Hey guys, welcome back to the Bacon Games podcast. I'm here with Jonathan, um, and we're here to talk about Jaguars football, which is something I'm sure you guys have picked up on. I'm a Jaguars fan, so this is going to be a good time. Jonathan, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I, I haven't actually caught your name yet. So. Oh, uh, yeah, call me Jesse. Oh, Jesse. Okay, perfect. Yep. Uh, yeah, so how, how are things going? Are you, are you in Jacksonville? Oh, yeah. Um, I've lived in Jacksonville since I was born. Nice. I'm turning 19 tomorrow. I've been uh, I've been really following football only since I started uh, high school because I started playing tackle football. So I figured I needed to start watching some of that <laughs> NFL football. And it, it helps that I live in a city to be blessed with an NFL team now. <laughs> them being consistently good, that's a different story. But yeah yeah that's for sure that's for sure yeah you know it's funny actually i so i used to be like a jets fan kind of because my mom was a jets fan um and then when i got to high school i was like you know i gotta pick a team i want to be you know i want to i want to pick my own thing do my own thing and i just ended up with the jaguars it's a little bit of a longer story but you know i just ended up here so i guess we're we're on the same page ish kind of yeah but it's just like it's so it was easy to gravitate to them because you know i live in jacksonville jacksonville jaguars like hey it's a winning combo oh yeah have you been to any of the games Oh, yes. So I had season tickets for last year, which I thought um, after the uh, Titans game, um, I was convinced that we were going to make the playoffs. But then, you know, when Nick Foles was ready to come back from injury, I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. he's going to do what he did, you know, like with the Eagles and come in and just pop off and get us into the playoffs. That Uh, did not happen at all because so naive. Yeah, I know. I know, man. And it's only because with the Eagles system, it's like it it was tailor made for him. Him and Doug Peterson and John DeFilippo when Mm -hmm. DeFilippo was on the Eagles, like that was so in sync. And they had the roster for Nick Foles and the line for him. He got the ball quick. But with us, we did not have the same talent, you know, when Alshon Jeffrey wasn't injured, when Mm -hmm. Torrey Smith, I think it was, was playing good. Yeah, uh, yeah. they have Jay Ajahi and LeGarrette Blunt in the backfield, mm-hmm. a very two-headed type monster. And Leonard Fournette, I just it has been incredibly average, is the thing. But it mm-hmm. doesn't help that our, our offensive line has not played together very long. Is the problem? It's just the mm-hmm. rotational things. It's in and out with them. It's either injuries or you know the guards are always like Will, Will Richardson and AJ Cam were always like swapping in and out at right guard you need Mm -hmm. chemistry to build a good line and Mm -hmm. throwing Jawan taylor in there he's very talented but you know i think he had like 15 what was it false starter holding penalties so Mm -hmm. it's like you know that's just that's not winning football (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i totally agree i i thought when we had defilippo for like like half the year or something like that i mean i know he got fired last year but i thought that was going to be like a winning uh like strategy like oh we're bringing in the dude yeah it's gonna be great i i although to be honest as like I, I was, I remember I was at a wedding for, for week one and I saw Foles go down and I had to go to the wedding and I was like, all right, we have a six round pick in. We're like done for the year. Like pack it up. It's over week one. We're done. And I mean, yeah. we should have won against Houston last year. Like the Jaguars went for two and they ran the ball. Yeah. And uh, God, that was, that was a killer. Cause we came back and we beat the Titans right in week three. I think, I think it was the Titans in week three, but I, I, I know we won that game. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Right. Yeah. But being at that Titans game was the thing. It's like, Okay, so we got lucky with the fact that Adoree Jackson <laughs> uh, muffs the punt and we're mm-hmm. able to score, and the whole stadium's rocking. But then right. I'm watching the play where we get the second touchdown to Chark, and I remember Chark, you know, week one, I'm like, okay, he catches that big bomb from Nick Foles, and I'm like, all right, you know, this guy is yeah. actually oh, able yeah. to showcase his talent with an actual quarterback. Yeah. So yeah, then was... I'm. Oh my God, they're good, good. Yeah, and then I'm thinking to myself, okay, that same play, I'm looking, and I, I'm in the 400s section, and of course, no, they, they can't hear me down there. The Mitchell definitely couldn't hear me saying, Chark was one-on-one. I'm, but we had the quarterback with the intellect and the ability to recognize what was going on there, and the one-on-one with Chark, he throws it to him and catches it, and mm-hmm. there you have it. It's 14-0, and I'm like, dang. <laughs> we might actually have something. and But after the Broncos game, too, I thought oh we my had God. something. But I then, absolutely. you know, 
Christian McCaffrey ran for like 300 yards, four touchdowns against us, and then I came back to reality. <laughs> yeah, we had a lot of that last year. Um, yeah, I really, I, I mean, Minshew's, Minshew's pocket presence in it, the Denver game, that, that one play where he avoided like seven yeah. sacks, that, that was, was just, great. That, that sold me on him, honestly. He, his pocket presence, I mean, he doesn't have the biggest arm, which I don't really yeah. give a shit about in quarterbacks, but yeah. um, he's got like, he, he's so smart with the ball. I'm, I, I'm very happy. He should have won rookie of the year as far as I'm concerned. He was yeah, six and he, six. He, he had yeah. like, I think he had like 70 touchdowns for three picks. Like, he never turned the ball over. Like, he was working with a way worse team than I think Kyler was even working with on offense. Um, um, eh, maybe it's similar. I, okay, but. so the thing with Kyler is, Kyler is. I think like people, he plays on the Cardinals, so he's not going to get this love. But I, I love Minshew so much. But Kyler is insane. Okay, like uh-huh. if you've watched these games, he, his arm. Okay, so he's five ten, five eleven. So already people are just like, oh, you can't play quarterback like that. <laughs> but he's insanely fast, insanely mobile. His he has one of the best arms in the league. Okay, like he is refined. He knows. He is gifted. He's one of the more gifted athletes in this league. And so I just think that, yeah, like Minshew definitely deserved it, but I'm not even mad that Kyler got it because it's like when your best receiver on the team is like a 36-year-old Larry Fitzgerald and you're able to like carry your team to some wins like that, I just think that's uber impressive. And I know Minshew did too, but it's like I don't think that Kyler is just way worse off like that yeah yeah i mean I, I agree i think kyler's really talented and he has the pedigree to go there i i, I wouldn't disagree with any of that um i just think Michu deserved it last year because he played better that that's oh, really yeah yeah, yeah 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 because yeah. like you look at the yeah. differences it's like number one overall pick six round rookie and uh, yeah mm-hmm. i mean for sure it's like Minshew. he comes in it's like he's like he didn't even think he was going to make the team you know after those preseason type well yeah <laughs> yeah exactly i mean i'm him- seeing shades of uh who's the guy we drafted out of uh, i think I know it was the Big Ten like, two years ago. I forget. It was another six-round quarterback. I think it's Tanner Allen? Lee. Was it Tanner Lee? Oh, Tanner Lee. Yeah, yeah Tanner oh, Lee. God. I was seeing shades <laughs> of Tanner Lee, dude, when, when Minshew was in there. Oh, my God. It was so bad. But but they put him in with the second team was right, the thing. Our yeah. starters never freaking played that mm-hmm. team. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course, of course you're going to fail with all the backups. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, okay, that, that was a fun little recap of uh, of last year. I'm, I'm into that shit. Um Let's let's talk about the the off season. Let's talk about the free agency. Yeah, we can talk about all the trades and stuff. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, how did you how did you feel like the Jaguars did like overall? Okay, so so of course it's like the trades came before free agency, so it kind of mm-hmm. dwindled how I was feeling. I understood Boulier. I think he kind of regressed a little last year, and he's not capable of being a number one corner. I was okay with that, but I just. When I the news broke that Calais was traded, I just at first it's like my emotions were just like, why are we losing a guy that loves actually likes to play here? Oh yeah, and a locker room presence, and he's still good, but he's owed a great amount of money, mm-hmm. and he's he's not a young dude anymore. But it's like no. you know he he plays at an all like Pro Football Focus rated him as the highest rated run defender at uh, the DN position. Mm-hmm. Like you, you don't just get that from being average. Okay. He's still very good, but I do understand that the regression does come in age at the same time because he plays a lot of snaps, but at the same time though, I think he would have been even more dominant due to the fact that he had to fill in a D tackle a few times because of how bad the play was there. <laughs> Cause yeah. then you could have, Josh Allen and Unique Ngakwe on the field at DN, but Calais Campbell wrecks havoc as a defensive end for our team is a thing. But you don't want to keep a guy like Josh Allen on the bench for long because the supreme talent is there. And a guy like Ngakwe, as much as he hates us and I hate his attitude, <laughs> he is very talented as well. Yeah, of and, course. And it's just like I hate having Taven Bryan out as a starter is the thing. I just don't. Yeah, it's not right. Um, I think. so. Yeah, I, I think Taven has come um, a decent ways, but he's still a project. Um, I know PFF actually uh, had him rated pretty highly, which I was surprised at because I didn't really see it on the field um, as much. I think, uh, though, and we can get into this later, um, I think he'll do a lot better as like a 3-4 end than a uh, than like yeah. a, a 4-3 D tackle. So I, I think I think we can talk about that when we talk about the draft because I think that's going to be important. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah regarding the, the trades, especially for Clayus, I totally feel that. He felt like the heart and soul of the team. One of like the fan, one of my favorite Jaguars, I think, behind Maurice Jones Drew of like all time for me yeah. at least. Um, yeah. he, he was he was such a good guy. Uh, he was an amazing player. He never played bad in any of three three years he was with us. I think. Oh um, yeah, I mean if yeah. uh, he did so much in three years is the thing. Yeah, 
Yeah, he, he really. I mean, he was. I don't. Even, I don't know if I, I probably. He. I guess he was a leader from year one. I. I don't, I don't know if. Yeah, it's because. Possible. Yeah. Because that mm-hmm. first game, you know, he had like what, like against the Texans, he had like oh, four man. or five sacks. It was insane. That year was. I mean, twenty eight. Uh, whatever. Seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Oh my god, my my god, my. That is like the highlight of my football. Uh, I mean, obviously for for I would assume you t- you as well. That's like the highlight of my life right there. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, you know, um, I I actually did a podcast on this, thinking it's like, okay, you know, Leonard Fournette reshaped the offense, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you look at that draft. That is oh, one of the best uh, running back drafts we've seen in a while. So mm-hmm. at the same time, at number four, I'm not even saying take Patrick Mahomes because Patrick Mahomes is set successful due to the fact that he's with Andy Reid, sat a year behind mm-hmm. Alex Smith, one of the most intellectually gifted quarterbacks in the league. Take mm-hmm. a guy like Deshaun Watson who was able to play right away. I know he got his ACL injury that year, but who's to say he gets it if we drafted him? Because Blake right. Bortles had one of the worst seasons in history in 2016 and 2017. <laughs> now, I'm just saying, like, we could have been better off. But you look at it, and mm-hmm. it's like a rookie going into Foxborough and being the Patriots. That's a different story as well. But I think Deshaun Watson, you know, the fact that he came off of that championship win against a very loaded Alabama squad, coming back to win after getting slapped all to hell by Ruben Foster and Jonathan Allen, I just feel like he could have pulled it off. And we could have drafted a guy like – Alvin Kamara, who went in the third round, or Aaron mm-hmm. Jones, who went in the sixth round. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think if we took that route, because the, it was cool having Fournette for that one year, but at the same time, character issues got him suspended for the Bengals game. The mm-hmm. injuries as well. He looked really good against the Steelers, and he scored a touchdown against the Patriots. But in the end, Blake Bortles, oh, yeah. the coaching staff did not trust him enough to go out and right. make the necessary throws, and we mm-hmm. suffered for it. We played too conservative, and we lost because of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I totally agree uh, with with all that. Leonard, uh, taking a running back number four is ridiculous, unless he's like Saquon Barkley. That, that's the or he's McCaffrey. like the only guy. I mean, McCaffrey. I I wasn't sold on as a prospect coming out, but yeah, I mean, he's obviously really good now. Um, but, but Saquon, I was. But the thing about McCaffrey is, people are just like his size. You know, is he big enough to hold up in the NFL? Mm-hmm. He tor- he torches. I think he's torched every team so far, yeah. at least one time. Mm-hmm. I mean, he also gets out of bounds a lot, too. He doesn't always take as many hits as, like, a normal running back, too. So I think he's probably better for that. Um, yeah. I, I, although I don't understand why they played him in the last game of this season when they were by far out of it. But that's a, that's another discussion for another time uh, on a Panthers something because that was the dumbest thing I've seen in my entire life. Anyway, yeah. so – oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, but it's like I, – oh, I, I know I keep plugging all the podcasts out there, but I've done no, things about cool. McCaffrey. It's like I – I'm worried about his longevity is the thing because he was used a hundred percent of the time on mm-hmm. the Panthers. He had never missed an offensive snap. Ron Rivera is out of there. Matt rule. I am hoping can trust the fact that you need to give these guys a break. Sometimes the Rams got hurt with that, you know, with Todd Gurley because they, he got like a 401 carries in one season. I think, and that's not good. That is not mm-hmm. good for a running back, okay? But now they're getting kind of smart. They drafted Cam Akers as well to go along with uh, Malcolm Brown as well. And it's just like, the, and also the Colts as well, as much as I've, I don't like talking good about our AFC South, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. They, the they draft Jonathan Taylor as well, a one-two mm-hmm. punch now. These mm-hmm. guys aren't getting as much of a strain anymore. The thing about right. running backs is the shelf life is so small due to the fact that it's like, they're guaranteed to get smacked on every single play. Not a receiver who can maybe run out of bounds or, mm-hmm. you know, like not get it, getting hit while you're kind of on the run by those safeties. I don't think is as bad as getting hit by these beefy defensive linemen and linebackers and mm-hmm. safeties that can come full speed at you is the thing. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're a slot receiver, it's a different story. But running backs, it's like I just feel like that, you know, it's like they're kind of screwed in a sense because you look at Derrick Henry, it's like, Rookie deal, second round, and then he gets franchise tagged is mm-hmm. the thing. It's like, how much longer does he have left is the thing. I understand he's a big guy, but at the same time, it's like they use him so much, and he's about to get mm-hmm. used up to death next year. If right. he gets injured, that's Titans are picking top five next year if Derrick Henry misses yeah. a significant amount of time. And that's the reality <laughs> of the situation. Ryan Tannehill is incredibly average is the thing. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Uh, I don't want to talk good about the Colts or the Titans either, but um, franchising uh, Derrick Henry was really smart because I don't I don't trust him to hold up in the in the in the long uh, term, and I don't think you should pay running backs ever. 
Um, unless maybe McCaffrey's deal is okay. Yeah, because his skill good. set, because he runs the most fluid routes. Yeah, that's as the only lineup thing. as a receiver mm-hmm. and out of the backfield, right. it's like there's no weakness to his game whatsoever. Yeah, he really he really conforms to the modern NFL. So I get paying him. He's kind of like another receiver. So I, I I get paying him. That's fine. But other guys, I'm not so sure about. Um, oh, know, Ezekiel uh, Elliott, that's one I can't believe. Six year deal. Mm-hmm. Like you're about to lose Dak Prescott because of that. Yeah. Um, I think I think they were kind of going in on it for for the year uh, last year was because they just needed him for the year and that just didn't come to fruition. Although yeah. they were a way more talented team than their record showed. I it's think. the coaching um, man. Yeah, it feels like that. Um, they probably got pretty unlucky in some certain circumstances. I'm not recalling directly off my head, but but yeah, I think there are some some bad things yeah. that happened to them. Um, yeah. But a- anyway, okay. So the Bouye trade, yeah, I think we probably agree that was pretty necessary. I yeah. uh, think we got a four. What did you get? A fourth out of him or a fifth out of him? Fourth. It wasn't that much, yeah. Fifth yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of highway robbery, but his his salary was like 13 mil for the next two years, so I, I get it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I like the Booyah trade. Look, overall, the Jaguars trading away all their talent or letting them go, it makes sense to me. I don't want a team that, like, goes, like, 6 and 10, 7 and 9 and, like, isn't ready for the next year and, like, has, like, guys in the books that they're not going to pull over to the next year because they're old and we're rebuilding. Like, I'd rather just dump those guys, get draft picks, and move on. Like, I'd, I'd rather do a full rebuild than, like, this half-hearted attempt to be okay and relevant. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that, 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 that is, that's exactly what the Dolphins went through, too. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, they hire a very talented coach uh, from New England, and they had one of the least talented rosters in the league and still managed to go 5-11 and 11 and get uh, their franchise quarterback to a tag of Lewis. So they're going to start on the upswing as well. It was a necessity that they had to get rid of guys like Minka Fitzpatrick and Larry Tunsil and Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last year it's like I'm very surprising that they went 5-11. and 11. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I am also surprised that, I mean, I'm not surprised. I, I think Tunsil might've been the only guy that I think they should have held, held on to, but with what they were getting from Houston, I would have probably taken that too. It was, it yeah, was too much it, to pass up on. And it's like, you know, they drafted all three starters for the offensive line. I feel like now and Austin Jackson at 18, while mm-hmm. it may have been a reach, it's like it's yeah. a necessity to protect a guy like two. Right. Yep. I, I, I totally agree with that. Um, yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a reach, but yeah, I, I think you just got to build something like that up for Tua. Because I think, really, I feel like offensive line was one of their only major needs. Like, they, there are other needs on the team, obviously, but they drafted a lot of good players and signed a lot of good players for uh, yeah. for their defense. Like, I mean, they have yeah. probably the best cornerback combination in the league right now, I think. Um, so. <laughs> I, I think Ravens kind of trumped them only because um, – I think it's the talent of Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters beats out Xavier Howard and Byron Jones, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, you're right. That's a very talented it, it's, backfield. It's close. Yeah, I, I, I could, I could say either way. I, I, I probably agree with that. Um, so, how do you feel about the Joe Schobert signing? Because that's okay. one that I'm interested so, in. Joe Schobert, okay, is. I think very great sign- signing because we were in need of a true <laughs> middle linebacker. Yeah. Okay, not just a guy that's athletic. Because you look at show. Right. Okay. Sound tackler, smart player, instinctual, and can play pass coverage. I mean, look at his game on uh, Thursday Night Football against the um, Cleveland Browns. No, <laughs> against the Steelers. <laughs> Two interceptions. Okay. He's the reason they won that game. Mm-hmm. Okay, he can – I'm not going to say he can go up and cover Travis Kelsey uh, here and there, but at the same time, he can hold his own, okay? It's like he's not going to give up a lot. You look at guys like Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner, best middle linebacker in the league. It's just him in pass coverage, it's like it leaves a lot to be desired. Blake Martinez can lead the league in tackles, but in pass coverage, it's right. like it's not looking good for him. Mm-hmm. Joe Schubert – can hold up with guys is the thing. He's not giving it up immediately. Okay. I'm not saying he can hang with guys like George Kittle or he can mm-hmm. cover guys like Alvin Kamara out of the backfield, but he gives it his all is the thing. And I think that's all he can, I can ask for. He's smart. He's never going to be out of position is the thing. The mm-hmm. only thing that's going to happen is that he may, it's a guy that's more athletic than him that beats him is the thing. The thing with Miles Jack is he doesn't know what he's doing most of the time. Is the <laughs> thing. He relies on his athleticism most of the time, and that just gets you hurt mm-hmm. sometimes because all that space they have to work with, okay, you have to – you can't make any false movements at all or oh, you're getting burned. Like, mm-hmm. So it's like Schobert, I think this is great. This is great for us, true middle linebacker. 
get Miles Jack in a run and chase type role because he's extremely fast, can work sideline to sideline. Right. No, nope. yes. and outside runs are not going to be a problem with us anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, the, the linebacking core was so terrible last year. I mean, losing Kelvin to whatever he's dealing with and whatever he's dealing with now was, uh, yeah. was a huge blow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that that was pretty bad. Miles Jack, yeah, needs to move back to whatever linebacker position he was playing before last year because he was yeah, so bad side. last year. Oh, my, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I mean, um, I, yeah, I like Schobert. Um, uh, the Jaguars had start, I mean, Quincy Williams was a was a total, total failure last year. I think he's um, he's just very undersized to be playing. He, in the he is, he is, and he was drafted way too early. Um, I thought Leon Jacobs was going to take another step forward. I think he played okay in some games, but yeah. I wasn't satisfied uh, at all. Really, it's just when I when I watched him get like thrown out the club by Derrick Henry on Thursday Night Football. I just am like, <laughs> yeah, it was okay, bad. He's a big just... dude, yeah. Leon's a big guy, too, right? But like, he, a seventh-round pick is yeah, thing, I know. so I yeah. temporary yeah. expectations, in my opinion. Right, I'm surprised right. he even started. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, but, you know, they, they worked in some guys. We'll, we'll see. But, again, transitioning to a 3-4, which I think they're going to be doing, um, oh. we'll, we'll see We'll see how we, we handle that shit going yeah. forward. Yeah. Um, I don't think there were really any other – signings in the oh, offseason that were significant okay. unless you want to talk about something yeah yeah so um tyler eifert um great tight end i think him and Minshew are going to get go great together and then they were talking about getting a pass catching running back for a guy like Minshew. well they, mm-hmm. ex- they did that with yeah. chris thompson okay. from washington and if he can stay healthy i think that's a perfect pairing and those are two great uh bargain signings that we got they're not gonna like be a part of the future maybe if we end up drafting a quarterback next year, but I'm not focused on that. But still, for now, it's like it works so well together with a guy like Minshew's skill set. So I think those were two great signings for them. And yeah, but the Schobert one's my favorite, but I cannot, the Eifert and Thompson one, they, great job right there. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I can't remember the last time Tyler Rifford played a full season, so I'm not super sold, but uh, I, I'm hoping Josh Oliver can, you know, transition into being a good tight end after being pretty injured last year. And I don't think playing very much, or I mean, and I kind of count out rookie tight ends anyway. They never normally make an impact anyway. So I'm You're hopeful right. that behind Eifert, we can, we can actually develop a tight end who is, you know, halfway decent. Because I liked him come, I liked him in the draft. I, I thought he was a pretty good, maybe a little bit of a reach. Um, I think in the third round, I want to say he was taken. Yes. Um, I thought it was a little bit uh, a little bit early for him, but I'm I'm not gonna complain if he turns out to be good, which I'm hopeful he will be. But You're you right. know, we'll 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 see. Um, were you surprised they didn't address the offensive line? Um, okay, so in the off season, um, the reality is that you're you're not going to find many top tier offensive linemen and free agency is the thing. That's just how it goes. Cause you look at guys like Brandon Scherf, offensive guard of the Redskins. He got franchise tag, Joe Thune, mm-hmm. franchise tag, Andrew mm-hmm. Whitworth re-signed with the team. It's like those guys don't go on the market mm-hmm. very much. Cause offensive line is a very important for the team. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I still feel like there was, I mean, I know Jason Peters is still out there, but he's 38 years old, so I'm not expecting him to be yeah, after him. no. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I think the, the line, it, it's tough for me because, I mean, Linder's been unsung hero for, I mean, however long he's been on the team. He's always been, like, frankly amazing, uh, as a center. He's always been like that. Um, I, I don't think Norwell was that bad. He just, he just has never lived up to his billing, never lived up to how much we're paying him. Yeah, it's, it's just, bad. it's never even gotten there. Um, I think Taylor, Juwan Taylor was probably, uh, well, I think one of the best rookie linemen last year. Um, so I'm, I'm hopeful for him, but again, a rookie, you know, all those course false start penalties you mentioned, that was definitely a problem. Uh, I, I just, I don't really know what to do with like Connor Robinson. Like, I feel like they're up and down and like one year they're good, the next year they're not. And even like game to game, they're up and down. It just feels really consistent yeah, for me. But, and I'm still waiting for them to develop into the players they're supposed to be. But the thing with Robinson is, it's like he's exactly what we needed in 2017, gets injured in 2018, and then the ACL hindered his pass blocking right. big time in 2019. It's like players are lucky to be able to come back even as the same type of player they were after an ACL injury. Mm-hmm. And the can, it's just Khan is just, um, he's just incredibly average is the thing. So. Yeah. Yeah, I th- I think that um, if this line goes out there next year, if you know that the dude Ben Barch we drafted doesn't play a go- take one of the guard spots, I think the fact that they are, have some chemistry to go off of that could actually help mm-hmm. them as well. But at yeah, the same, mm-hmm. but at, yeah, but at the same time, it's like um, 
none of the only Jawan is the one who I think really has some upside. Uh, I think. Well, I think Linder's good. Do you do you disagree? Or yeah, he's just been with us for a while. I'm talking about like, yeah. Oh, you okay. know, oh, sure. Going forward, yeah. Uh, he 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 is getting a little bit up there, but he's still under contract for I think two more years. I want to say he's he's Maybe. just been such a stalwart for the team. I I absolutely love him. Uh, I just I feel like the offensive line was a problem um, last year, but I don't think it's like that bad going into this year. But um, at least on paper. But the problem remained in the fact that you know Minshew, you, you saw his biggest mm-hmm. plays were him buying time, scrambling, yes. getting outside mm-hmm. the pocket, and the fact is Leonard Fournette. This line, I think, their biggest problem was awareness and space. Okay, blocking the wrong type of people to where mm-hmm. Leonard Fournette gets stuffed in the backfield or already has guys he has to make miss mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. hitting the line of scrimmage. That was quite a big problem. You look at the Tennessee Thursday night football game. He had <laughs> negative yardage until his big run in the yeah. fourth quarter. Is the thing. Right. It's just like when you're lined, it's like they they they're just not in sync. Okay, mm-hmm. now. They could be in sync going to next year if they all stay like they are together. But, you know, you could be inserting Ben Barch in there. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that could be true. We'll, we'll, we'll see about that. But that, that, that's fair. Um, okay. Uh, do you want to talk about Yan? Or, I mean, not, not if okay. you want to, but do you want to? Okay. Let, let's talk about Yan. So the only thing about Unique Nangakwe at this point with me is that uh, it's guaranteed that he sits out if not traded is the thing because I just feel like that's the type of person he is at this point because he's just fed up with the losing. I think Tom Coughlin rubbed him way the wrong way. Yeah, he rubbed everyone thing. the wrong way, apparently. Uh, it, it, I don't know. They're, they're blaming a lot on him. Like, look, I think he might have been a problem, but it feels like every issue they're like, oh, I was talking's fault. Like, we'll be fine next year. I, I, I'm unsure if that's, you know, that was the be all end all is just getting rid of him, but we'll, we'll see going forward because guys still don't want to sign. Like, Yan still doesn't want to sign. So I don't know. I just, I, 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 it's just, I couldn't, I, I don't blame him if he wasn't so vocal all mm-hmm. the time about and being such an ass, you know, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I saw if, that. Yeah. If he, if he could have just kept quiet about the whole situation and just said he wants to just go play for a contender, mm-hmm. I would have been fine with that. But the fact that he feels the need to whine so much about it, it just rubs me the wrong way. Cause I've been, I was in his corner the whole time saying pay unique please mm-hmm. okay but then he came out saying he wanted 22 million a year and i'm like <laughs> you're not worth 22 million a year okay <laughs> yeah you're, you're he's not good, better, but yeah he's not worth you're, that you're not better than uh cam jordan you're not better than demarcus lawrence you're not better than Watt when he's healthy is the thing mm-hmm. so like yeah I, well, I don't even think he's better than tj watt to be honest i think tj watt's you know becoming in his own right a great player I'm talking about J.J. Watt. No, I know, I know. T.J.'s still on a rookie deal. Yeah, 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 for sure. I'm just uh, yeah. just an overall talent. But the rumors were, it's like, okay, Eagles, and we're linked to him. But then right. we were linked to the Raiders, and then we were linked mm-hmm. to the Seahawks, and nothing got done is the thing. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just get him out of here where you have the chance. we got to stop being greedy. Yeah, um, I, I, I kind of agree with that. I, I think though holding him until you know we get to like the trade deadline and similarly to Jalen will get us a bigger a bigger price for him than I think in the offseason. Uh, or at least it's possible. I, I'm not sure if that's gonna happen, but I, I feel like that's the move I would at least make. I would I would hold him and then when a team gets touched where a team needs to make the playoffs, we get him for like a first or like two seconds or something like that. I don't think we'll get what we got for Jalen, but I think we can get something close for him. You know, pass rushes are pretty sought after, I feel like. But it's just yeah, but unique. It's like I, I, I feel like the Eagles threw in a first round pick at some point, mm-hmm. you know, for us, and we could have had that twenty first overall pick. And yeah, the, mm-hmm. and I would have liked that for sure. Instead of having Yan on the team, yeah, definitely. So I, I agree with that. Yeah, but it's just like you know, Caldwell's over here, like. Well, welcome him back with open arms. Unique does not want to come back to this. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter if we welcome him back. He's out of here, dude. Yeah, I, I get that. He has sounded off on us a lot of times, and it's just going to be hella awkward if he comes back into <laughs> yeah. that locker room. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> that's super weird. Yeah. So unique. It's like um, if he if we get, are able to trade him by the deadline. That's cool. If he plays with this team and everything seems to work out okay, I don't. I, that's 
that's hard to believe, but you know what? Yeah, I'd be okay yeah. with that too. Right. If we, tra- if we cut him without having to pay anything, um, I, I wouldn't understand why we gave him the franchise tag in the first place. So right. just a lot of, a lot of things could happen, but right mm-hmm. now it's in a very dead, dead silence. Yeah. It does type. seem like a, it, it seems like a dead market for him for sure. I, 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 I agree with that. Um, what, what do you, what do you think we'll get for him? If, if he for, was traded, what do you think we'll get for him? For him? Well, okay. So, you got to look at it like mid midseason trades in general, how they work. So the fact that we were able to get two firsts for Jalen, I go, oh my, I can't believe that. But you look at the Rams; they were already planning on getting rid of Marcus Peters, is the thing. So you want to replace uh, talent with talent immediately because they believed that they could go back to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But so you got to look at a team that a team that thinks that they can go all in on what's going on right now, like the Texans with Laramie Tunsil. Okay. They're going to give up a lot. They're going to be willing to give up a lot in thinking that they can reach the big game. So if a team feels that way about unique Ngakwe, getting an elite pass rusher, because you know, that good defensive lines, you know, win you some games. I mm-hmm. mean, just look at the giants playing the Patriots in the Super Bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. That's just how it works. And the and the Niners as well. It's like they, they're the best defensive line in football, all first-round picks. So if a mm-hmm. team feels like bringing in a guy like Unique Ngakwe can give them the best shot at winning, they're going to be willing to pay a hefty price. But if it's uh, – and I don't see a, a, a tanking team or a bad team wanting to trade for Unique Ngakwe. It's only going to oh, be sure. a team that believes mm-hmm. and is smart enough to think that they have a chance at making a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I um, I was throwing around some like dumb as fuck like uh, draft day trades, and I thought well, if the Jaguars were to move up to like number one to get Cincinnati, we would throw Ngakwe in there because I think Cincinnati's actually a pretty good fit if they have the cap room for him, which I think they will. Pairing him with Dunlap would be uh, insane for them. And their defense really needs to um take it up a take it up a notch for sure. Uh, yeah. So I thought I thought they could be. I mean, there there are teams that you know will surprise most people coming out of the year, and you know, if a team gets off to a hot start. And they're like four and two, or five and one, or I mean, like six and two, or you know, five and three, or something like that. It's entirely possible that uh, again moves to a surprise team. I mean, like the Raiders were like that last year. I'm sure uh, if if they wanted him, we could have tried to flip them last year for for someone there. Um, I, I feel like they're they're just there'll be options as long as they don't you know pull the trigger too early. I think we'll at least get a second out of him, if not if not like a second plus something more. Uh, I, but- I I don't I don't know if we'll get a first anymore. Unless there's like a real desperate team out there, but it, we'll see. It's just, well, it's just they know he's only on the franchise yet, so they're gonna have to pay him. After, yeah, they're so. gonna have to pay him for sure. Yeah, because the thing with Jalen is like he had two more years. Mm-hmm. And least. yeah, yeah, that that's true. Um, Fifty million <clears throat> do cost a decent amount, but yeah, I mean it's it's not like a franchise tag. It's probably like seven mil less or something like that. But yeah, yeah there. Um, I mean, there are teams, I mean, look at Jadavian Clowney. Like, he was basically rented. He's not on a team right now. So it's entirely possible a team wants to wants to rent uh, rent Yan for, for a Super Bowl run or something. So we'll, we'll see. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's like, to bring in the NBA type thing, it's like the Raptors rented Kawhi for a year championship. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, that doesn't <laughs> happen every, other, every time. But it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it can happen. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, if, if I was a team looking for that, I mean, I'd do it. I Winning a Super Bowl is paramount to everything, so get uh, sure. get uh, everyone on there. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, yeah, was there, uh, I think we talked about most of the offseason moves. There weren't too many besides the trades, I, I don't think. So, um, yeah, we can move on to uh, to the draft. What did you think about the Jaguars draft? Okay, so... Um, I've been, I was very adamant, you know, in my podcast, it's like, I do dislike taking CJ Henderson at nine Mm -hmm. only because the division we play in, he is very unwilling to make a tackle. Okay. We, we play in a division with two of the best offensive lines in football. They love running the football. Okay. We get torched by Derrick Henry. Every (laughs) time I was going to say, yeah. And it's like, (laughs) is he going to be able to tackle Derrick Henry? No way. No (laughs) No way. You can leave C.J. Henderson unblocked on those plays. There's no yeah. way he brings down Henry. <laughs> right. And Henderson is fast, 439. 
But in our division, the only team with speedy receivers is the Texans, and those guys don't stay healthy, okay? Mm-hmm. Our division is lacking in game-breaking receivers now ever since Hopkins got traded. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will say A.J. Brown, but he had yeah. one, de- yeah. one, de- one decent-type rookie year, okay? Did not, right. Could not show up in the, the, in the conference championship when it mattered, okay? Because mm-hmm. Tannehill... Again, is incredibly average. They shut down Derrick Henry. Tannehill cannot win with his arm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so, and then T.Y. Hilton of the Colts. I like him, but where is top, is T.Y. a top 10 receiver in the league? Like, mm-hmm. you have to actually debate that is the mm-hmm. thing. So, yeah. so it's like, and then the Colts drafted Michael Pittman Jr. as well. Hasn't proven anything as well. So mm-hmm. he's a rookie. And, you know, uh, I can't, and Corey Davis is a bust. Okay, he's off this team, off the Titans <laughs> after this year. So it's like, I know our need was a corner, but at the same time, it's like our division, no game breaking receivers. And the fact that Judgic Wills Jr., tackle out of Alabama, the best tackle in the draft was there at nine, and we did not take him. It's just that seriously rubs me the wrong way. Mm-hmm. So I hope um, Henderson does mm-hmm. good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm rooting for him. I, I think, I mean, it, it's a passing league. I think we needed a cornerback. It seemed like a pretty obvious choice. I thought it was a reach at nine. It definitely seemed like it. I like yeah. Justin Fulton better. Um, um, he went in the second round. So, okay. So you talk about Fulton, but mm-hmm. at the same time, so I'm thinking, Fulton did go second round. We yeah, he went to the second round. We yeah, could have taken him. him. Oh yeah, I would have loved we that. Could, I would I would have loved taking CJ and Fulton, honestly. And we just um, keep Trey Hernan and at like slot corner like it was last year. That was good well, shit. No, D- D- DJ Hayden, I think. Is oh, Hayden. Sorry, Hayden. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. No, Hernan, I think is not bad. But if he right, Her- Her- two- yeah. I'm sorry. I I, I made a mistake. He he was okay last year. He, he he was a number two. Yeah, and he'll he'll probably be a number two again this year. Um, but he was fine number two. You're, you're right. But I'm just saying, Herndon, It's like I don't think he expected the fact that he was gonna have to play like <laughs> yeah. he did. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he did either. Yeah, okay, so sure. he just he keeps getting better is the thing. So him as a number one corner, I mean, like, yeah, maybe you do scratch your head, but like Yeah, I do. Not, are yeah. we gonna are we gonna win twelve games next year? No, we're not. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, why sure. not put the dude out there? Okay, we're giving Minshew a chance. Give mm-hmm. Herndon a chance. Yeah, I, I still think we definitely need another corner though. I, I don't think that was d- debatable, I think. But uh yeah, you know, I, I think it's one of the. I think it's probably the most important position on defense, honestly. So yeah, um, yeah. Okay. The, uh, so I mean, was Herndon like your number? Like, was he like your number five? Uh, like, what cornerback were the other cornerbacks you'd rather have over him, or just uh, just uh, one over 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 Henderson? Yeah, Henderson. Sorry. I okay. Think so yeah. <laughs> my thing was like, okay, we picked Henderson at nine. So mm-hmm. you saw how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers traded up one spot to draft Tristan Wirfs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chadrick Wills is a better tackle than Tristan Wirfs. I guarantee you the Bucks called us at one point uh-huh. about trading up. We yeah, possible. Done, yeah. We, we could we could have done that. As long the, the Falcons took AJ Terrell. They wanted Henderson as well. They tried to trade up to number two to get Chase Young. So you you know they were willing to do trade ups. <laughs> so yes. as long as we stayed above the Falcons. We could have still taken Henderson is the thing and gotten more picks in the later rounds and we could have packaged those, maybe trade up for guys we like. But we mm-hmm. took Henderson at nine. At nine is the thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that's just such a reach for a guy who we play in a divi- a smash mouth division is the thing. And that's just I just I just don't like it. I just do not like it. Drafting for need right there, I just don't think worked very well in that spot because the, the corner prospects in this draft, Okuda at three, that's him. And then it's a huge drop off to CJ Henderson, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't think I agree. Um, I think Henderson and Fulton were surprising. I think it was a pretty deep cornerback class actually. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think you're right. There definitely. It was a reach. Um, I, I think we could have gotten him at 20 probably. I mean, if Fulton went late, I'm, I'm just going to keep harping on Fulton because I think he was such a good prospect. But um, I think if, if he went late, I mean, Damon Arnett, who I actually like a lot was like, a, I mean, he went, I think before our next pick at 20, I, I forget where yeah. he went. I think it was 19. the Raiders, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. So yeah. Um, I mean, he, he's another guy I really liked. There were a lot of good cornerbacks. So I think we could have waited in, in our second pick to take one. And I, you're right. I mean, I would have definitely liked Wills better. For sure. Um, I, I would rather have a lineman there, definitely. There were other guys I liked. 
Um, I'm glad Isaiah Simmons wasn't there for us, though. I know that's probably controversial, but I did not like him as a prospect. Um, okay. Do you yeah. want, oh, I, I kind of want... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, if you want to talk yeah, about Isaiah yeah, Simmons, I'd um, love to hear some more shitting on Isaiah Simmons. <laughs> the th- okay, the thing about Simmons trying to plug him into our defense, uh-huh. I think it's... Um, I think it would be okay, but I just don't think that our coaching staff would utilize him the right way is the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, where do you think he fits in? Or where would he fit in on the Jaguars defense? In the Jaguars type defense. Okay. I just feel like that we'd fuck up and put him at free safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't problem. think he fits perfectly there. Yeah, I think he fits. Uh, he uh, uh, Personally, I think he'd be a really interesting and good 3-4 uh, outside linebacker who can cover. I think he would, would be like, really, really good there. Like, he, he can blitz really well for, from that yeah. position when he played in college, and he's yeah. such a good coverage guy. I think that would be perfect. He can play slot corner. Um, I think he'd be really good there. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, he, yeah, I, I just didn't really like, – I thought he went too early. I thought he was going too early, too. So, yeah, just, just how I feel about him. Just imagine a guy – okay, so the players that most resemble Isaiah Simmons in this league currently mm-hmm. – Derwin James, Tyron right, Matthew, yeah. and Jabril Peppers. But <laughs> yeah. Isaiah Simmons is much more athletic than Peppers. But uh-huh. you see, Pe- Peppers coming out of college had the same skill set of Simmons. Mm-hmm. But they can play box safety. They can mm-hmm. play slot corner. They can play blitz off the edge. Okay. But Simmons, mm-hmm. a 4-3-9 type runner, a sound tackler, can take – cover tight ends and running backs okay the battles that isaiah simmons and george Kittle are about to have in the nfc west that's going to be prime time television. <laughs> sure that, that's fair that's fair um okay you want to let, let we can go through these one by one for sure do you want to do okay. um chase on? yeah chase on. okay okay so chase on um at 20 so my thing was like okay let's take justin jefferson but mm. or denzel mims okay we take mm. chase on okay I think that's in the assumption that we were going to be able to unload Yannick Ngakwe. That did yeah, not happen. Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, since we're moving to a 34 defense, mm-hmm. okay, Chason, while not as talented as this guy I'm about to mention, can embody the role that Von Miller plays on that Denver defense, okay? Mm-hmm. Because the Super Bowl winning 2015 Broncos, a 34 defense, you had guys, you had Malik Jackson and Derek Wolf and whoever else playing on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. And Von Miller and Demarcus Ware and uh, oh god, uh, hey, hey, oh god. I don't remember I don't, either. To be honest, Danny yeah. Trevathan. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, middle yeah. linebacker. Okay, for us. Okay, that defensive line. Okay, you Devon Hamilton, Taven Bryan, and oh god, whoever else. Josh Maybe Allen played, Aubrey uh, Avery. I don't know. Yeah, uh, Josh not, Allen played in a thirty-four defense in college. He'll mm-hmm. fit right in. Yeah. Joe Sherbert <laughs> in the middle. Miles Jack, I guess, can play whatever. Uh, I think it's uh, the Susie position. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I know, I know what you're saying. And then uh, Chase on, you know, playing there as well. Okay, he's perfectly capable of coming off the line. Incredible bend, you know, like Miller as well. But power wise, it's like he's weaker than Unique is the thing, and Unique is not that powerful to begin with. So the thing <laughs> is, it's like. Say we play the Titans and he's go has to go up against Taylor Lewan or I, the new their new tackle Isaiah Wilson, he, he's not getting off that block is the thing in the run game. Okay, the mm-hmm. pass block pass game though he's fine. I think he's fine is the thing. Yeah, it's like the the run yes. game. It's like you know him and Henderson on one side. It's like oh my god, that's that's I'm not looking forward to that. I'm just not looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, yeah, I get what you're saying. Uh, I think this makes sense if, if we move to a 3-4. He, he feels like a really good edge rusher. Um, I, I He was like the second best pass rusher in the draft, I think. So um, getting him at 20 feels kind of good. I mean, at least yeah. for me. So um, I, I kind of felt like that was that was a pretty good get. I know Epinesa, who was also a guy I had kind of at number two. He was like number 2B. I mean, he went 52 to the Bills. I thought that was kind of late. But you know, getting the second best guy in this draft class maybe isn't that bad of a thing at number 20. Um, I, I feel okay with that. Um, and I really like moving, uh, moving Josh Allen back to a, like a three, four linebacker. I really liked him there in college. Um, and not, not that he like struggled at all playing end here. You know, he was close to being defensive rookie of the year. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like him better there. So I, I like the transition. And I mean, this goes hand in hand with taking Devon Hamilton, I think at, at uh, in the third round, cause he's going to yeah. fit in really nice at nose tackle. I'm very excited to see him there. I think it was a, a great pick, probably maybe even their best pick in the draft. Um, 
I think their best pick in the draft was Colin Johnson because, like, I, oh, watched, I love him too. I love him, dude. Watching him play at Texas, man, because like my first game I watched him play in was against LSU, and I'm like, who is this dude on the field? <laughs> like, oh, awesome. Yeah, but, I, I really like him. I'm happy we drafted him. He was a guy that I thought was going way too late. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's like I don't want him to turn out like Alan Lazard because they got the same body <laughs> well, types. Yeah, but I think. Lazard might have end up having a good career if he can stay in Green Bay. I think I think he might end up having a really good career. We'll, yeah, we'll because see. like going from go. going going from Aaron Rodgers to like uh, what Jordan Love can become, mm-hmm. I think that that's gonna benefit him big time. <laughs> that's true. Uh, I'm I'm a pretty big Jordan Love guy. Uh, I like him a lot, so I, I definitely feel that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was Ch- Chase on. I, so wait, I'm sorry. Would you say that you liked? You like the Chase on pick or, oh, or yeah, what? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Chase on's solid because it's mm-hmm. like drafting him over Mims or Jefferson is okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. We got, we got Chenault round two, and I think it's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, okay. So what do you, what do you think about Chenault? Okay, so Chenault, um, same type of, uh, uh, like, you know, prospect type, how they were talking about him reminds me of, like, how they were talking about Corey Davis coming out of college. Um simplistic route tree when he gets the ball he's impossible to bring down because he's like a running back but the thing is Corey davis has not had a very good career so far and you can point to the fact that he's had marcus mariota as his quarterback so how much better is gardner Minshew than marcus mariota is the thing i think a lot better <laughs> i don't like mariota he hasn't been against his rookie year i don't think yeah, um, so, like, that's that's how you kind of have to look at it because Corey Davis has not made much noise, okay? They're both big bodies, and I, you look at Chenault. He ran a lot of wildcat, and he catches mm-hmm. the ball, and yes. he's just, you know, stiff-arming people all to hell, but that's uh, college, okay? You're in the NFL yeah. right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. that um, The Chenault pick, I, I was happy. I think if he were to go in the first round, I thought that probably would have been a huge mistake. Um, so second round, I'm probably more favorable to him being taken there. I don't love him. Um, I think Mims was still on the board, I yeah. want to say. Yes. So I would have much rather have Mims instead of him. Um, that, yeah. that That's not close for me. But I think Chenault's fine. Um, we don't really have a guy like him on the team. And yeah. otherwise, the wide receiving core, I don't think is that bad. I actually like Chris Conley. Um, I think Chark he is just really good. The ball a lot. Yeah, but he still he still makes some pretty good like uh, big body catches. Um, yeah, 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 I, for sure. I, I like him for that. Um, and I still I still think DD can be a good wide receiver. I know he hasn't really lived up to what I thought he could have been. I thought he was going to have a breakout year last year, but I don't think he's a bad receiver at all. I, I like him as a number three or a number two. I'm I'm very happy with that. Um, so I don't think the receiving core is that bad. And Schultz does provide some nice gadgetry. But like you were saying, him playing so well at Colorado in that division in college, it's, it's never going to translate to the NFL so directly. So we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I'm not super sold, but I'm fine with the pick. It's, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. It's like we that, did need mm-hmm. some receiver help. So Chark wasn't the main focus. And I think mm-hmm. we got it. Yeah. I um, I feel like this kind of like sums up a lot of what my draft was. Uh, my feelings for the Jaguars draft was. I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. Like it was fine. That's how I feel about most of these picks. Henderson. Chase on Chanel, I mean, yeah. uh, Barge and Scott. I kind of was just like, yeah, I mean, count it. Like, that's fine. Like, they didn't make a bad choice. This isn't like past years when they drafted Alawalu for with like the seventh overall pick. Um, oh, it, it doesn't yeah. feel like that at all, which is nice. But this just feel like pretty meh. Like, I'm happy we got them. So yeah. that's kind of how I feel overall. <laughs> anyway, yeah, because they can they can contribute. They can actually yeah. contribute. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right, so we talked about Hamilton, I think, a little bit, unless you want to say anything else. I like to pick a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah, really yeah. Um, the, the defensive line uh, needed to be addressed, especially in the middle, I mm-hmm. think, because we lose uh, Marcel Darius because mm-hmm. the expense would be crazy. And, yes. at the, and at the same time, it's like, you know, we need that, just the division we play in. It's just as simple as that. Like, mm-hmm. us, like those guys, they love running the football. Like the Colts, right. I, I understand they did get a quarterback in Phillip Rivers, but they're not going to be shy to pound the ball. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. I mean, the defensive line is, you know, kind of all over the place with not great players. Like, I don't know, Avery Jones, Tavery Bryant, um, Dwayne Smoot. I don't really know. It, it's, it's, it's a little bit of a mess, I think. But it's always good to have rotational guys anyway. Like, those guys, will, I think, will focus more back. I feel like the defensive line, when we go to 3-4, is going to be Hamilton in the middle, then Taven at one of the ends, probably Smoot at one of the other ends, but I think Avery can fill in a nose tackle, or he might even start a nose tackle before if Hamilton's not ready for whatever reason. So, yeah, I mean, we'll we'll, we'll see. I, I just like him. I thought he was probably the best pick in the draft, at least, um, like, in terms of, maybe not in talent, but in terms of where we got him in the third round. 
Oh yeah, but like um I Jordan Elliott was still there as well out of Missouri, but yeah. like, you know, I can't follow Hamilton. Yeah, I, I think Hamilton fits better into a nose tackle role for sure, but I, I did like Elliott a lot too. I, I agree with that. Um I think you mentioned before you liked Barch, Ben Barch. Did you uh, Oh um yeah. It's just the fact that it's like, you know, he came out of a D three school was the thing, so how good mm-hmm. is he really? But like, right. we'll see. It's like that's what training camp will have him there for and we're gonna i trust that we can put out who we think is gives us the best chance to win yeah um yeah so ben barch actually had a really really good um senior bowl and i was really i i think that's been his his uh saving grace and i think that's why he went so uh so high for for being in a d3 like st john's or whatever not nice your competition but he did actually play pretty good in the senior bowl so i was i at least encouraged oh, yeah. to see that but that's a very small sample size like i'm not ready to you know, sell the farm. I mean, that's how Javon Kinlaw got picked 14th overall. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's also true. (laughs) Very true. Um, Yeah, I'm happy to have more, more line depth. I I don't think there are only a few teams. I've said this multiple times. There are only a few teams that don't need offensive line help. So drafting offensive line depth or or any kind of help is, I think kind of an A plus in my book. So um, I'm pretty happy to get him there. Um, Josiah Scott, he's interesting. Um, I'm happy to get another cornerback for sure. I I was pretty happy with this pick. Yeah, cornerback depth, I think, is great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do, do you that, like the prospect or like, yeah? Oh, well, uh, that's all I really have to say about it. Yeah, no, that's fine. That's fine. Like, yeah. I, I don't know too much about no, him as a fair. player. Totally fair. I, I watched a little bit of his film. He, he seems like a, I think he's better suited for like the slot, Um, if I remember correctly. But yeah. I'm, I'm okay with it. Um, so, I didn't like, oh, sorry, go ahead. So if yeah, so like Hayden, it's like, I think this is the last year on his deal. So if we want to yeah. slot him in there, that would be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I didn't like the Shaq Quarterman pick. I'm just not a fan of him as a dude. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Not a fan. Um, well, Quarterman played at a Fleming Island, which is in Florida. Mm-hmm. Um, he um, he's a very tenacious type person. Plays very physical. Um, I think he is a guy. He reminds me of Reggie Raglan uh, when coming out of Alabama, and is um. A thumper. It's just a straight thumper, but in the right. past game, it's like, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, that's not my favorite kind of player, uh, especially in the fourth round. I still think you can get good guys there, and he doesn't seem like he'll be in one of them. But that's my opinion. Um, Were there any other guys you were interested in or had any thoughts on in the draft? I know we're getting uh, down there. Yeah, so um, Johnson, love him. Big yes, target. Yeah. Um, the guy we got from Memphis in the second, in the seventh round to come play kick returner, mm-hmm. extremely fast guy. I think it's great that we have a solid kick returner. Okay. Because what we put out there last year wasn't very good. Okay. The, <laughs> the first, the first guy we had that ended up going to green Bay. I don't even remember how that happened. Uh-huh. Michael Walker. Why did we ever put him out there? Okay. Putting, <laughs> putting Keelan Cole out there to return kicks was great. Yeah. But the fact is Keelan Cole is going to be owed a new contract pretty soon and just right. giving him a contract just to play kick returner. Okay. That's not really worth it. So I'm glad we did get a guy that's going to come in and be a great punt returner slash kick returner. So that mm-hmm. is very exciting, you know, and apparently he ran a very good 40 that he sent the teams. Like that, oh, yeah. he had filmed that like oh, a pro, right, right. like a pro day type thing, so um, that's exciting, and he seems so excited to play here, you know. <laughs> so, um, uh, I'm 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 excited for him. That made me like I'm hyped for that. So, <laughs> this draft overall, twelve picks. It's like you have a lot of guys to break down here, yes. but overall, I give it like a B minus. But we're gonna mm-hmm. see how this first season plans out with them. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I'm probably in a similar boat. I think I think that's probably a fine grade. Um, yeah, I'm. I think they made a lot of okay picks. I really thought they were going to use some of their later draft capital, like the fifth round, then sixth round, and like one of the fourth round picks to move up somewhere. I thought mm-hmm. that was going to happen. I was a little disappointed that it didn't because I wasn't really in love with the guys they drafted later in the rounds besides Colin Johnson. Um, what do you think of Jake Lutton? Do you think he's uh, another Minshew in the making? We drafted a six round um, quarterback like four out of the last five years, and they've all yeah. been not terrible except for the one. This dude is like six seven. This dude is like six seven. So he's the anti Gardner Minshew. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> and um, we just signed Mike Glennon as a yeah. Backup. I just saw that. Yeah. And so Dobbs, Dobbs or uh, Lutton are not making the roster. So yeah, true. We're gonna we're gonna see what happens. Really. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I, the Mike Lennon thing was interesting. I mean, the thought we might have brought in Dalton, so I guess it kind of makes sense. 
Dom, Dom got signed for cheap, but it would have just been yeah. too much, in my opinion. Uh, oh, too, too much money anyway for him? Yeah, just mm-hmm. for him not to play. Right. I just Yeah, I get like, that. I get that. I would have been mad if he started over Minshew is the thing, because it's like, what, yeah. it, what would be the point? What is That would have been really dumb. Yeah, that would have been really, really dumb. I totally agree. I guess, I guess uh, Glennon is a lot less threatening. That's probably good <laughs> for him, at but, least. It's just Glennon, veteran presence. I'm not going to say he's done good in the league. He's played games yeah, in the he's league. Played. Yes, that's a good way to say it. He's played in the league. Yep. Okay, so <laughs> he can just tell Minshew he can help Minshew in that regard because Minshew has only played 12 games. And I know that may sound like a lot, but it's really not a lot. So yeah, it's not. Like coming into his next year, we'll, we're going to see. Yeah, definitely. All right, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. Okay. Um, so let's talk about the Jaguars going forward. What do we, yeah. uh, what do we, th- what do we think for next year? Just, just okay. toss me out a record. What do you think? Okay. So, um, eight and eight only because really? I, looked at, I looked at the schedule and it's like, it's soft. It's nice. It's really well balanced. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like that, you know, we got the Dolphins on Thursday night football. I, we can beat them. We can seriously beat them. Mm-hmm. And then the Bengals, it's like, you know, that's going to be a fun one playing Joe. But, uh, mm-hmm. Um, you know, we play the AFC North and the NFC North and our division and then Chargers and um, Dolphins. But the time we play the Chargers, I feel like they're going to be starting Justin Herbert is the thing. Yeah. And I Justin Herbert is the, one of the nicest people I've seen in interviews <laughs> and stuff like that. He is not ready to play this year. You don't, but you don't take a guy sixth overall for him not to play this year. So, yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I thought he was a pretty pretty big reach at, at six, but quarterback was honestly one of the Chargers' only weaknesses, so we'll see. But I think you're right. The, 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 I think the division is pretty soft, too. Like, I would not be surprised if the Jaguars could take three from the division. Like, that would not surprise me at all. No, um, I, the Texans are very weak now, so yeah. like, Deshaun yeah. Watson can only do so much for them. I don't think the Colts are very good. I don't think the Titans are very good. The um, Colts, okay, adding Rivers. Rivers can play in a Smash Mouth type team, okay. Yeah, I, I, and, I guess. But the but the Titans at the same time, it's like we've had trouble corralling Derrick Henry. Yes. But you know, we're not. I'm I'm not asking for this to happen. But if Henry's hurt at any time, they're not gonna be a good team at all. Yeah. Um. I think losing. Um. Shit, who's the guy that went to Cleveland? Whatever their offensive lineman, though. Oh, Jack Conklin. That's it, Jack right? Conklin. Yeah, Conklin. Losing him is really bad. They lost Jarrell Casey. They traded him away for a seventh-round pick, which is fucking ridiculous. Um, that yeah. was, like, one of the dumbest moves I think I've seen all offseason. Like, people complained, like, oh, Calais went for a fifth-round pick. Dude, Jarrell Casey is, like, younger and really, really good, too. Very similar yeah. position. Like, yeah. what was going on there? Yeah. Um, I, I think the Titans lost a bit. Um, I think last year they had a pretty inspired, especially their playoff run was pretty inspired. I don't think they'll get back there. The Colts defense is still really young. They didn't play very good last year. I don't know if Rivers is good at whatever age he is, 39, 30, whatever. Yeah. I, the rest of their wide receivers aren't very good, although I do like Pittman. He was a really good pick. Um, but, like, I, I don't know. I'm not really concerned. Their offensive line is fucking ridiculous. But um, that's, I feel like, about it for that team. So I can see them only winning six games, you know. But... When it comes to the Jaguars next year, I, I think it's really just about the offense. Like, the defense is going to be young, very inexperienced. I don't think it'll be very good. But, you know, if Minshew could put something together, the offensive line looks okay. Lenny can be a fine running back. Um, Shark can be a good, a really good wide receiver one. It's entirely possible we have a good offense, and that can take us to six wins or something like that. Or, or I know, because I see a lot of people, and I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter, that are really, really, like, you know, putting the Jaguars' number one pick going into next year. And I don't think that's as likely as people think it is. Yeah, because... Um... Tanking in the NFL is just not worth it. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, also, it's, it's pretty tough to do, I think, too. It's for a quarterback as well, because a lot of people, like, after Sam Darnold had his great freshman season, they're like, the Jets should tank for Darnold. They get mm-hmm. Darnold at third overall, and right. he just hasn't built up to a guy that you tank your whole season for yet. Yeah, I mean, every year it's like the preseason dude who's like supposed to go. Ne- it never really does. I mean, it happened with Teddy Bridgewater. It happened last year. I mean, it happened right when you said with Darnold. Like, this stuff never really works out the same way. But, um, I mean, I don't even think the Jaguars, if they were to get the number pick, they should trade the fuck out of that because they don't really. 
I don't think they're going to need a quarterback after this year, if I could be honest. So, well, if Minshew throws like twenty plus, yeah, but I, I don't think it will. I think Minshew is. I mean, this is definitely a really important year, but Minshew's presence um, in the pocket and his ability to make plays is just, I think, I think separates him. He he looks like the best quarterback I've seen play for the Jaguars because I'm not counting Bruno because I wasn't really a fan. He's obviously the best quarterback in history, our history, but um, he's the best one I've seen. I think he he looks better than Garrard even, and Garrard was such a um, just like perfect for for the job when he was the starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think next year and the year after will probably be rebuilding rebuilding year. Like we've got, you know, we don't really have a good defense, so I'm not sold on the team. Um, I probably predict them to have like five wins. I think honestly, I, I'm just yeah. I'm just not sold on the defense. Um, yeah. And then we got two first round picks next year. Plus, oh no, I think it's just two first round picks next year. I don't think I think the fourth was this year. Oh, is it next year too? Okay, yeah, that's good. So, I mean, we got like a bunch of draft capital next year. So, I'm really like this year will be like a forfeit. I just want to see some good stuff from some young guys. And then uh, then next year, um, hopefully we get some more talent. And then it's going to be at least another two years before we consider, I think. But anything can happen. It's the NFL. So, you know, we'll see. For sure. I mean, um, I think they're only talking about getting a quarterback because like that's just how you like move forward in the future if your team's sucks that year right there are only very few cases where a team picking number one overall does not need a quarterback so it's like Mm -hmm. that's just that's just their thinking is the thing yeah so right yeah i I mean i get that i don't blame them i just don't blame them because i like lawrence and i like fields very much but like i'm committed to Minshew for now oh yeah i just want to see what he does yeah absolutely there was I mean, like talk of, of bringing in anyone to compete for their job was was just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. it, it, it was it's a ridiculous notion. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, was there anything else you want to talk about the Jaguars? Okay. The Jaguars um, talking about the, anything else? Um, no, we actually covered everything: the trades yeah. and the free agency and the draft and just the onlook for going forward. Yeah. Um, you know, I just hope that I I'm glad we're playing all our games here now not the two in london yes. are possible now that's true yeah um if fans are allowed i don't really see i don't know how many people are going to show up for this season is the thing because <laughs> the games i went all the games i went to last year it was very empty um because mm-hmm. it's just there's only so few things to be excited about for this year is the, that's true. Um, is the unfortunate <laughs> thing that's true but and the other thing is they're talking about how the, this virus can lower, be lowering the salary cap, you know? If yes, I heard the, that too, yeah. So the money that well, the money we were supposed to have next year to go out and spend on, will it be there? It, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so it's like we're kind of on a day-to-day type thing right now with the entire league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I feel that it, it's tough. We'll, we'll 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 see what happens. Um, okay, wait. Do you do you have a favorite um, Jaguars memory or favorite game that you went to or something? I'm curious. Oh, game. Um, yeah. 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 See, the thing is, it's like I, I I've been I went to the Raiders game 2016, 2017, and then I I went to all the games last year, and the only one I really had fun <laughs> at was the uh, Titans one and the Colts one. Okay. Okay. Well, do you have a favorite Jaguars memory? Like, uh, just, just oh, okay. all? Um, you know, so watching us uh, get five picks against the Steelers, that was fun. <laughs> oh, um, man. The divisional game was fun. The Se- watching that Seahawks game. And it's all from this 2017 mm-hmm. season. Yeah. That's where we all, that's the games <laughs> we won. Yes. And, Very true. And that Seahawks game, you know, was cool. But, you know, the Steelers game, realizing the fact that we were going to play in the AFC Championship and the fact that it's like that game, you know, we were just put the pedal to the metal the entire time. Yeah. I mean, the Seahawks, I mean, I'm sorry. The, I don't think Pittsburgh was ever, like, I don't think they were ever within a touchdown. Like, I think they were always, like, out by two possessions until, like, the yeah. last play of the game or something. Like, the game was always in the Jaguars' control. I mean, as yeah. much as, you know, um, you know, Bortles was balling out that game, which is fucking insanity. But, um. Yeah, I, I get that. So if you had to pick one, which one do you think is your favorite? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the um, I'm gonna go with oh, I gotta go with <laughs> know, the Steelers one because I it <laughs> okay. just it it just feels like we were clicking, we were yeah. clicking so well, and Bortles mm-hmm. was clutching up in that throw to Tommy Bohannon. Oh yeah, oh ice the game, it iced the game yep. for real. Absolutely, that's a that's that's a good one. I mean, that whole 2017 season feels. 
uh, I, I don't know how it feels. It feels euphoric. Like, I, I, I think yeah. I'll never get as high as I was during that season. <laughs> like, I was on cloud nine almost every week. It was it was amazing. Um, I think my favorite memory from that season was probably that, that second Pittsburgh game where we were just, like, dominating. We're going to the AFC Championship game. I was so ready for it. Um, but I think my favorite memory as a Jaguars fan was actually the first time we beat the, the Steelers in 20, 2008, 2007, that season. Yeah. That was a crazy game. Um, that was, like, the first time I became – I think it was the year I became a Jaguars fan or the year after I became a Jaguars fan. And I was, um, man, I, that was, a. I watched it on my, my friend's like small ass TV. I think it was like, I don't know, like 10 inches by 10. It's like a laptop. It was really small. Yeah. Um, uh, that was, that was a good time. Um, but okay. Um, so I know you said you had a podcast. If you want to go ahead and plug like your Twitter, your podcast, oh. all that stuff, go ahead. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, I have a podcast. You can find it on Apple podcasts and Spotify. It's called white spine on sports. I post daily, but right now I took kind of a week off. So I'll be back at it on Monday. Um, Twitter, it's just me really just like replying to like football type stuff. I don't tweet out really my own type of stuff. It's just me trying to like, you know, cop start conversations with people and like, uh, replies to other big, big time Twitter accounts. So yeah, that's that's really about it. Um, just check it out if you want to. Um, I mean, I don't really get like this huge viewership. I just do this for fun, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I get it, dude. I get it. All of my three fans totally get it too, dude. For sure. But yeah, thank <laughs> you so thank, thank you so much for having me on. I'm I'm kind of glad yeah, I of got course. to uh, go on el- someone else's thing and talk. Yeah, absolutely. Um, anytime you want someone on, I'm always around uh, to come on anyone's podcast. So yeah, hit me up. We can we can do more of this. Sounds good, bro. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> awesome, dude. I'm I'm glad you had a good time. Yeah, because when you when you DM'd me, man, I'm like, damn, finally, I got <laughs> I, I I get to go on someone else's thing and not be bringing people on here. I get it, dude. I totally get it. It's it's a it's a struggle sometimes, but it's a lot of fun. I'm really happy you came on, John. Thanks so much. Hey, thank you for having me, Jesse. All right. All right. I'll see you around, bro. That's it for this episode of the Bacon Game Sports Pod. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And follow Jesse on Twitter at E-S-S-E-J-T-H-E-S-L.